BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday talk about the big appearance of Triple H tonight on SmackDown. How will he address the WWE Universe? Also, we talk about the week that was from WrestleMania to now as we spar with our good friend Justin Labar from Wrestling Inc. right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. One thing we need to talk about, Tommy, and it's a big one. It's what everyone's talking about right now, and that is Triple H. Triple H announced that he was addressing the WWE Universe on Monday, which he did on Raw, uh, pretty much just saying, hey, uh, everything's going to stay the same. Like, you know, he didn't didn't say specifically what he was talking about, but everybody knew what he was talking about because they all had heard by that point that Vince McMahon was back. Um, but now another announcement that Triple H once again is going to address the WWE universe tonight on SmackDown. What do you think he's going to be talking about tonight on SmackDown? Um, I have no clue. Um, if you think about it, number one, maybe it's kind of the same thing that he said, because we have experienced this. There are people that it's a whole other network. And it's a whole other brand. You can't always picture that people just watch Raw or just watch SmackDown or just like same that watch NXT. So maybe it's going to be a similar type of announcement. Uh, Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's something bigger because if Triple H appears, he should be saying something um, concrete. 
end because he is special. He's a special performer, but he's also, you know, for a while, he's been the behind the scenes guy for WWE. Hopefully it's a positive or may, I don't think because I don't think WWE cares in that world of trying to put a bandaid on what people perceived, excuse me, was going to be a bad raw. Um, because they don't think in that way. And and, and again, like I, I honestly got to say, on the day you're, and the ratings were up. So if people were that, oh, this show is so horrible. Why are you continuing watching it? You have, you know, when Vince came back, Vince said, this is best for the shareholders. And that's for business. If you are a shareholder, that's why I say I still have one share. I sold a lot of my shares a long time ago. Um because it was financially a smart thing to do. If I would have held on to it a little bit longer, um, I uh, would have been a lot richer. But how do you say that it was? it's a wrong decision or this person doing it when the, the person literally made $9 billion on his $1 million investment? Yeah. So it's hard to say or hard to say that coming off of, because in my opinion, if you think that Vince McMahon hasn't been uh, you know, his hand in WWE for a bit. It wasn't like, yes, he did step down, but, you know, WrestleMania had his fingerprints on it as well. And WrestleMania was a hell of a show. So don't so much discredit the person. Um, like I said, I, I think there's a lot more negatives out there than there are positives. WrestleMania was a good show. You got to have faith and trust in the process because if it does start to suck, like at one point it really did. It was hard to watch. Dave, you were you were very outspoken. Why you're outspoken? Because we love it. Why is everybody who listens to this show so outspoken? Because we love it. We love the WWE. We love pro wrestling. We want everybody to strive and succeed. If it does get bad, what's going to happen? Your stock will fall. People will start tuning out. You won't get as much money for your product. Then change will be made. But until then, I mean, me, I support it. I support everybody. And uh, it's kind of a wait and see. You can't, like, go crazy and want to, like, riot, all that stuff on literally one television show, which you're talking to two people that enjoyed it. And I understand why they are going the way they are. They're taking your number one guy who got screwed out of the world title that everybody loved, taking him away with one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling of all time. And now we're, who knows where Roman is going and Roman has to make his addresses because trust me, you're going to take that person far around the lake when all they're going to do is eventually swim right across and go right back to where that lake is supposed to be. And that is the world title. I hope, uh, you know, we'll find out because again, I think, you know, don't get me started about what took place in the main event of WrestleMania because, you had a moment, and now they're going to be chasing that moment. Can they capture that moment again that you had right in your hands on Sunday night? We'll see over the course of the next year, Tommy, because it's going to be very, very hard to recapture a moment. Uh, but let's just talk about it. And you're right. I liked Monday Night Raw. Overall, I liked WrestleMania. But let's just took, look at public perception. And you say that they don't care about public perception and you may be right at that, but we are going to hear from triple H tonight, but let's face it, Tommy, can you remember this kind of a backlash for WrestleMania? I mean, there were a lot of people upset about that main event 
on Sunday night, right or wrong, uh, trending when it came to WrestleMania was awful and terrible, and you don't want those things trending. You know, the WWE is all about trends and social media output. How do I know? Because they tout it each and every Monday and Friday. Well, when it came to WrestleMania, the word terrible and the word awful were trending along with WrestleMania after Sunday night. And then you look at Raw, and those two words were trending again when it came to Monday Night Raw. Perception is sometimes reality. I can't remember a time, Tommy, where people were so upset coming out of a WrestleMania and people were so upset coming off of a Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. But that is what we are hearing, you know, from the fan base coming off those two nights. Okay. Um, you said last segment, one of the greatest WrestleMania matches you've ever seen of all time. Agreed. But yet you didn't like the finish because your guy didn't win. That's a big difference. Monday is a, a whole other animal. But then I also say, here's your proof. The ratings went up. So how do you go and tell somebody that this show sucked? You can. You could scream it on your lawn. You could put billboards on your, your front lawn. You could do whatever. You could get something trending. And getting something trending isn't hard to do because you could set up a – there could be people with a million accounts, and then that algorithm just kicks in. Anyway, um, how can you say it was bad when these are things? How can you say when you look at the growth of, you know, WrestleMania, the numbers that they brought? Just because it was the finish that you didn't like, but it was designed to do what? Give you heat. It's like going to a scary movie and say, oh, my God, I literally pissed and shit my pants. That movie was so scary. How dare they scare me so much? You went to a horror film. They cut up a person's eyes. They went across eyeball to eyeball, down his nose. through. I saw the inside of a person's mouth. It's disgusting. People, it's called heat. And I also think, like I used the reference before. Uh, guys, I remember being so mad how me and Taz bonded. I walked up to my television and I punched it as a kid when Larry Zbysko broke a chair over Bruno San Martino's head. What do you think would have happened today if that happened? How dare they do that to a legend? How dare they do that to somebody who's been fired or retired? Just because, like, if I could use it in modern-day terms, how about uh, go stand in the streets of Philadelphia after the Super Bowl wearing a Chiefs jersey? You're happy if you're a Chiefs fan. You're not happy if you were an Eagles fan. I, I get that. And, I, and listen, I agree with what you're saying too, Tommy. But you also have to factor in now that Vince McMahon is in charge of creative. You know, that Vince McMahon is back. He even said in an interview, I don't get caught in the weeds, but I'll be the top stories I'll be involved with, which we know that he's involved with all creative because Paul, our producer, pointed out to me the last time there was a discussion about this, it was the same exact thing. He used the exact terminology, actually, when he was talking about uh, creative, Tommy. And that's the perception. Again, Tommy, I'm the one that came on the air Tuesday morning and I said, you know what? I liked Raw. But but people now know that Vince McMahon is back. And you're right, Tommy. Did I think every Monday Night Raw was great over the last eight months? No. 
Did I think every decision was the right decision? No. I mean, how many times I come on the air on a Tuesday and complain about damage control? I mean, they they spent a lot of time on damage control, and that went nowhere. Uh, But did I think Raw was consistent and consistently at least good? 100%. Were there any Raws over the last eight months that were awful? There weren't. But I could name a ton of Raws before that that were awful. It's just like the last caller said before the break, Tommy. Fans are afraid. They know where we've been before, and they're nervous about where it might be headed with Vince McMahon back in charge of creative. Correct. And I've already given what you have to do if you hate it so much. Um, That would be saying, I hate Raw so much, I'm going to sell my stock. Well, don't know if that's a right business move for you because their stock is really high right now. Yeah, but I hate it. Okay, so then, you know, go do it. And then, like, the stock goes up. I sold my stock, I believe it was at, like, 74, and I had gotten it for, like, 24. So it was a big, big financial thing. Would I have loved to have sold it at 100? Yes. But, and I didn't sell it because... I didn't like the WWE. I sold it because it was a great business move for me and my family. But I kept one one share of stock. I encourage everyone to go buy one share of stock. So then you actually have more of a valid point to be pissed off at the WWE because then guess what? You're a shareholder. And you then do legally have a right to say something. And then if you hate it so much, how is change going to happen? But it's... You're literally coming off of like the two, the biggest two successful nights in the company's history. I know. I know. Everything was up. Everything was up. So, you know, it's, you just got to give it time. What's this guy going to say? Who the hell knows? If he comes in tonight and says, and this would never happen, I'm stepping down or I'm leaving. That ain't going to happen because guess what? Vince didn't even get to say goodbye to his own company when he had to step down. Um, he's probably going to give either a rah-rah speech or who knows what he's going to talk about, but you got to trust the process. You really do. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what they say. Could it be that triple H is going to come on SmackDown tonight and announce a big show in the UK on August 27th, Mm. mega, mega clash at the castle, August 27th in the UK. What do you think? That would be, uh, like I said yesterday, maneuvering the tanks. (laughs) You know, that mega clash at the castle, August 27th in the UK. You remember the Kamala video when Kamala was walking through the weeds? Somebody should do a a video of Vince with his mustache walking through the the weeds. weeds, And then he puts his face (laughs) out there and he looks creative. Yeah. But, well, yeah, yeah, they kept saying all, all through that, Umanga, Umaga, you know, uh, you know, like Kamala, Kamala, <laughs> the Ugandan giant, Kamala, the Ugandan. They should just say Vince McMahon had a creative in the weeds. Vince McMahon, creative Vince McMahon. We'll see what Triple H has to say tonight on SmackDown, Tommy. It's going to be interesting. Uh, yes, it will be. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? 
Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Let's bring in our good friend, Justin Labar. Justin, how are you, my friend? Good to be talking uh, with you guys after we've all had quite the week of uh, of wrestling excitement and drama. I didn't get home from my flight from L.A. to well past. I didn't get home to well past midnight. So I did not watch Raw uh, on Monday night. And I was off of my phone, off of social media. I woke up first thing on Tuesday and I watched Raw. And I didn't know all the drama that was going on with Vince McMahon. I watched Raw, and I got to tell you, I liked Raw. I didn't hate it. I liked the way it started. I liked the way that it ended. And I was very surprised when I turned on my phone and saw all the backlash. Let me ask you, Justin, do you think that had to do with the show itself, or are fans just worried knowing that Vince McMahon is back and Vince McMahon is back involved in creative? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, I was watching live, and I had tweeted, or I, I did a series of tweets earlier in the day, because earlier in the day, you know, we learned that okay, like Endeavor is, you know, that that that's the sale that's happening, and so like I, one of my tweets was, you know, all things considered, coming off of this mania and this sales happening, and you know, now this is the first show that they're going to produce after, you know, putting out a press release announcing the sale. I'm like, you know, this could be maybe the biggest raw ever in terms of, you know, what it can mean or in terms of direction or, or what, you know, it's a reset of their calendar anyways. And, you know, I, I made me think back to Oh one of, of when Shane was on nitro. It's like, you know, maybe since then this could be the biggest so I felt. And I can't be the only one. I feel like we all kind of had the certain expectation, never mind that it's the raw after mania, but just this feeling of this is a big deal. And then, yeah, you watch it live and I agree with you. The opening was good and the ending was good. Your two most important segments. Um, but in between that, it was, lull and not even just lull for a night after mania if it was a show in july it was kind of lull and the pacing was a little odd um and, and you know and I, and I think other fans also you know not this not so much to me i don't like need a million surprises or, or call-ups from nxt or what happened i think i think the lack of that certainly that's something that 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 if that, that for some people that is a key criteria in the in the raw after mania is they want to have surprises they want returns they want call-ups and that just wasn't you know, wasn't uh, wasn't a big part of the show. So, you know, and then yeah, you factor in if you were on the internet and you're hearing about Vince being there, you're he- and 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 you're hearing about late rewrites. And again, when I talk about the pacing and what have you, the show that kind of comes off that way. It kind of comes off a little disorganized or a little not as intentional as shows have been feeling in previous months under Triple H's direction. You know, where they felt like man, they they've had this plan for a couple weeks, or they're advertising this a couple weeks out. Like it did feel a bit chaotic. Um, which is not what you want to feel for what's supposed to be your, one of your most important shows of the year. Understood. And I think that's going to be something that's just going to play out now. I think the big show, too, is going to be this Monday night and what the ratings will be for this Monday night and if there is any backlash from what happened over the weekend. And speaking of over the weekend, obviously a lot of people – um, still talking about it, myself especially, on how Monday night, uh, not Monday night, Raw, how night number two of WrestleMania ended between Cody and Roman Reigns. Are they going to be chasing that moment, Justin? 
Like, you know, is because the moment was there. The crowd was ready for it. Tommy, Bully, Mark especially have all been saying to me, cool down. This is just the beginning. This story is going to build. But I have that feeling in the back of my mind that they're always going to be chasing the moment that was right in front of them on Sunday night. Your thoughts? I've had a bit of a journey with this one. So going into this show, going into night two, I, I fully predict. I mean, I was very convinced that, you know, Cody's going to win. Uh, kind of like what you're saying. I felt you have lightning in a bottle. You have something, you know, the most recent, even close. It's not even as much. The most recent thing I could even try to equate it to is I think around 2017, I thought they had something with Braun and that Braun Strowman should have beat Brock. I thought that there was something organic there and they didn't. But this is even this to an even greater scale and, and to what Roman, you know, what Roman's done and you'd be, you know, you know, dethroning him. So I was shocked in the moment. I, I was like, ah, I think they missed it. That Sunday night, I was not I wasn't sitting well with it. Slept on it, thought about it, had some conversations with people trying to get stuff out in the air, trying to hear other perspectives. And, and the more the more I thought on it, um, he could chase. He could, you know, now he's going to have to deal with Brock and, and Cody could have an even greater journey within WWE. You know, he is, obviously he came back from WWE, you know, has, you know, has three matches against Seth Rollins, gets hurt, wins the rumble and has the road to mania. I mean, he, he it, relatively speaking, it hasn't been a lot in WWE, you know, just because he was injured for so much time, but they could try to make it to where he, he goes through more mountains, more hurdles, and they could try to make this an even bigger deal when he gets to Roman. Of course, the risk is there that maybe they lose it. Maybe they do lose a moment. Maybe the crowd revolts. Maybe it's let's go. Cody, Cody sucks. Who knows? But, I can see them trying to build and make the anticipation even greater. Um, I can also see, okay, so if he if he wins against Roman at Mania, what next? Are you going to have Seth Rollins challenge him and go zero and four against him? Are you going? You're not going. You're not going to line Gunther or Austin Theory up to to automatically just go ahead and lose to Cody. Um, like so, I kind of wonder also. Okay, if Cody wins right in this moment, what does the playing field look like for him moving forward as a champion? And then finally. I guess also, I think this is a factor. This sale has been uh, something that's been going on for months. I could also see an argument being made that business is up. Business has been up under Roman Reigns. You're gonna, people are, are going to be looking at WWE's metrics closer than ever because of this you know, sale happening for several billion dollars. So I could see an argument of let's stick with what we know. We know that Roman as champion is delivering this. It is always a bit of a risk when you go to a first-time champion which cody would be i'm talking world champion not anything else in WWE. when you go to a first-time champion babyface you know it's it, it is always a risk you don't know it you know it, the moment might be great that lightning in the bottom moment might be great then when the, when the crowning happens at, at the end of the match but is he gonna is is, is are the house show business gonna stay up is this tv gonna stay up so you know I'm, I'm 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 fine with it i'm i'm okay with it because again roman now is trekking towards a thousand days and that's pretty freaking remarkable so. yeah and you mentioned about this this sale and then the merger with the UFC with you know an endeavor over all these brands. Uh, it's going to be a lot of change, I would think, uh, in the WWE. Justin, uh, TV rights are expiring. Um, I think their their streaming service contract with Peacock ends in 2026. So uh, we're we're going to see a lot of change in the structure of the WWE moving forward. It looks like, yeah, we will. I mean, I, I, the thing that makes me the saddest is 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 whenever these things happen, inevitably there's downsizing. Inevitably there's there's um you know 
there's redundancy of the oh we 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 have too many people to do the same job and so that, yes that, that kind of sucks because there's going to be people that are going to lose in the office probably that are going to lose I, I I would imagine I'm just purely speculating based no, off that that 100 percent happens if one company yeah. is taking it over. Well, we have an accounting department. Yes, we have an accounting department in WWE. We have accounting department uh, for UFC. They're going to be two separate entities. But hey, Endeavor has an accounting department. Yeah. So instead of yeah. five people, we need now two right. because we have the other people already there. That will happen. Listen, the, the changes that will happen immediately. First, it'll be the office. Then it'll be talent um, if they are making those those changes. Um, it, it's inevitable. Why? Because it's a new management coming in. Um, in the sense of an of a new company, why do I need these people if they're literally sitting on the bench? Why do I need to pay these people? Um, that happens. Uh, I just want to go back to something that you said, Mister Labar. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was in creative when Stephanie McMahon kicked open that door and said, "We have no opponent for Triple H at WrestleMania." That's how she really did say it, like she was cutting a promo. And I raised my hand because I felt like I was at school. And I said, what about Rob Van Dam? And there was all these signs for Rob. Rob Van Dam was super duper hot. I mean, he was hot. And they were like, mm, they weren't feeling it. And that's when they went with Triple H and Booker T. I felt in that Rob Van Dam was hotter than Booker T. Did that take away from Rob Van Dam's hotness? No. And, and again, I, I talk timeline. Same with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was super duper hot until they finally had to tell the higher ups um, he's outselling everybody on his merch. All right, let's make Jeff Hardy the champ. Um, Daniel Bryan is my best example. Dude, Daniel Bryan was hot as can be. And when he lost, people were like, what? And guess what happened? He even got hotter. So I'm not worried about the trajectory of Cody and that capturing lightning in a bottle. You made a great sense. In the sense of, and I said it from day one, well, when people ask me predictions, I love the fact that I could not predict who was the winner, gave, and I'm talking business-wise, but gave points of why it could be Cody, why it could be Roman. But then in the back of my, my head, and you said it the best, well, we're already doing great business with Roman and then bigger things. And you're a sports guy like myself, stats. Think of the chase. You're friggin' wearing a Baltimore Orioles hat right now as we speak. Think about the streak with Cal Ripken. And when the Orioles were not the biggest draw, what were they going for? That friggin' streak. That statistical number. You also have new people coming in. You have all this other things. That's a, that's a, a landmark draw. We did it with Josh Alexander. We, we told people he's about to beat Bobby Roode, who's the longest reigning champion. That is a thing. That's a sports geek thing. That's also a wrestling thing. And then it's like, can he be the guy to beat Bob Backlund? Can he be the guy to beat a Bruno San Martino? These are things in our world. You know, we, we talk about how everything's sped up in, in our world. But the other part of it is, really, how many wrestling matches does Roman Reigns have a year? as opposed to the defenses of a Bruno San Martino and a Bob Backlund. These are achievable numbers, especially, and I know you're a fan of it, and so is Dave, storyline and creative fuels this industry. I don't give a shit if you're the greatest two wrestlers in the world. We can only watch the greatest two wrestlers in the world wrestle for so much. You need a storyline-driven 
This is a, a creative driven industry. Always has been, always will be. And you have that storyline. Think of the storylines that we've had throughout this already with the bloodline, with Paul Heyman. Maybe he was doing the stuff with Brock, um, with the Usos, with, with, you know, how many times are they going to split away? Um, we've had with Drew McIntyre. We've had such great stuff where the guy who's not wrestling every single day with a guy who's wrestling, he's a pay-per-view draw. When we, when we say acknowledge me, fuck, how do we not? Because you have done so, so much for this industry. If I was to walk into a WWE locker room and I saw Roman Reigns, someone that I've known since he was a little kid, I would walk up to him and say, hey, thank you for the house. Thank you for everything that you're doing for this industry. And again, I've known him since he was a, was a kid because of his brother who I was great friends with, but also like, you know, his father, but this guy is carrying the industry on his back. So how, if you're a business person, like you said, and it's a great point by you, do I make this change right now? Look at the numbers. Look, look what we just bought for $9.1 billion. How much are your Washington commanders going for? Six. Yeah, great. Think of that. <laughs> These are heavy, heavy things to think about when you're talking about, you know, I, and again, I love Dave LaGreca. I love him. He's my brother. And I get that he's pissed because Cody didn't win. But I still feel Dave LaGreca is going to go and he's going to watch if Cody's back in that main event, SummerSlam. WrestleMania, unless producer Paul put it out there, Cody versus Omos for the next for next year. Yeah, yeah, no, but but again, my point is this: you just said, let's just say it's Roman and Cody at SummerSlam. That moment is not going to be big as big as the moment we just saw on Sunday. You just said if if we get Cody and Roman at next year's WrestleMania. That's a big if. Also, are the fans going to feel the same way next year as they did this past Sunday? I You're going to be chasing that Brian moment. Daniel of Daniel Bryan. Can yeah, but, but, but call him one fucking thing. By the we'll way, we'll call him I'm one thing. Mad. But all right, but, but all right, let's just say all right, Brian Danielson. Stop changing your name. He Brian. lost. He lost. He didn't lose at WrestleMania. He didn't lose at WrestleMania. He did won at WrestleMania. He won at WrestleMania. He didn't lose at WrestleMania. Cody lost at WrestleMania at WrestleMania. This is one of the very few times where WrestleMania ended on a downer. What other WrestleMania ended on a downer? (laughs) Sunday did. Sunday did. 17 maybe with Stone Cold, you know, Stone Cold turning. I was there. That wasn't a downer. I'll tell you what's the Undertaker losing. Yeah, but that wasn't in the main event. But it was a show. downer, and nobody talked about. I didn't even know what the main event of that night was. It was Brian Danielson. That was, that, 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 was that proved your point. It was Brian Danielson winning, <laughs> holding both those titles up in the air. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, Mania right. twenty, Mania twenty seven in Atlanta. Miz versus Cena with with Rock there yeah, on the yeah. outside, and Miz retained. That was a bit of a, you know, I don't know. I, I know the whole point Mr. was Mister T versus Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, but in in the eyes of the WWE, it didn't end on a downer. I know, but uh, it was for the live house. It was horrible. 
They didn't um, put smiles on people's faces on Sunday night. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> um, say that to the shareholders. <laughs> when your stock went up, uh, it's now over 100. When I believe it was at 80. You know what? It would have been more if Cody was your champ. Just saying. Back to the sale price, actually. Vince wanted... <laughs> He's Dave. Vince wanted Vince wanted nine billion, but Endeavor bought fifty one percent. So wouldn't that mean that Endeavor probably only had to pay what like four point five billion then? Would that be correct? If, if the shareholder still owed forty nine percent. Nice. Didn't even think of that. So then so, it would have went for eighteen point one. Eighteen point one billion dollars. God, that would be amazing. No, no, no. I'm saying if Vince wanted nine, but they only bought fifty one percent of it, wouldn't that mean they've only they only had to pay fifty one percent of nine billion, so like four point five? No, they paid nine point one. I don't know. We need Mike Rotunda to come on and explain it to us because I don't know. It's a lot of freaking money. <laughs> it is a lot of money. All right, Justin, and we're keeping you a little bit longer than we use we usually do. Uh, Triple H is going to address the WWE universe tonight. What do you think? I mean, we just heard from Triple H on Monday. What could he possibly be saying tonight uh, on SmackDown? I don't think he's going to say any much anything much more than what he said Monday, which is ironic because we all kind of laughed when Vince had those random appearances in the summer just before he retired and he appeared like two or three times in a row and, and again did like the same. I actually think Triple H, I don't think it's going to be much. I think it's going to be, again, uh, just a, a morale, both a morale to the locker room, both a morale to the fans because there's just a lot, a lot of chatter and, and things going on on social and, and otherwhere. Uh, I, I just think it's just going to be a, hey, we are still here. We are, we are, I, it's, I think it's just going to be more the same of Mondays. I don't, uh, unless, or unless, unless it's to start some angle, not, not necessarily so much with him, but unless it's to kick off some storyline angle or something that uh, between somebody. And again, I don't really think he's going to be the focal point. I don't think he wants to be the focal point, but unless he, unless he's a somehow a marker that just can give a reason for somebody to come out and then somebody, whatever. But I don't think it's going to be uh, anything dramatic. Like, I don't think he's going to make any, sweeping announcement or declaration. I think it's still more of them now forever together. Yeah. What if he says for them now together forever and for everyone on Twitter, except for Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Actually a very good uh, impersonation of triple H. All right. We got two minutes, Justin, really quick. Uh, AEW going to the UK end of August, Wembley stadium. Your quick thoughts on that. That's a big deal. Congrats to them. Uh, congrats to the people in London, the fans. They're going to get money in the bank July 1, and then uh, you know, uh, six weeks later, they're going to get this show. So that's a big deal for AEW. Good for them. I, it makes me now really, you know, they have Double or Nothing, you know, then they have their Forbidden Door show in June. Uh, Double or Nothing's made Forbidden Door June. So, I mean, they have some big shows prior to that. They got to, you know, fill a card out for. So I'm really curious to see what main event, what attractions, what aside just from the novelty of them being there, which will move tickets all but you still need some names. You still need some other thing. I'll be curious what it is. They, they, they go with who they go with to, to be in the top uh, you know, main and semi main of that show. Uh, obviously you have, you know, some low, no brainers like Soraya to, to perform and Jamie Hader, uh, who, you know, who are you know, from the country, but what's going to be in the marquee for the, for the, what's going to end the night and, and send the people home happy. But, um, but, but good for them. It's a, it's a big deal. You had the pencil. What would you do? I, that's what I mean. I mean. I would go something like, I would really build up, continue with MJF, and I would really build up Adam Cole, and I work towards an Adam Cole, make make Adam Cole seem like the most credible threat to to take the title from MJF. 
Adam Cole over MJ versus MJF or Kenny Omega versus MJF in the UK? I mean, I, I still, th- I, I mean, I, to me, I think Adam Cole's got more, even more charisma. It's not a knock on Kenny, but if you make me choose between the two, I'm more of an Adam Cole guy. And you know what? Your secondary match could be just what Justin said, Soraya against Jamie Hayter uh, for the AEW Women's Championship. That would be big out there. Uh, 30 seconds, Justin, quick number you think they'll get on that date in the UK. Attendance wise, yes, I can see. I can see him getting. I can see him getting at, at least thirty. Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at nine a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel One Fifty Six. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 